0: Hi, I'm Laura Flanders of The Laura Flanders Show. Watch every week on Free Speech TV, Link TV, YouTube, or if you're in New York, CUNY TV. Prefer to listen? Subscribe to the free podcast at lauraflanders.org. I end every week with a commentary. I call it the F word. Here's this week's. Eighty years ago this April, Spain fell under a 30-year dictatorship after right beat left in a brutal civil war. History feels acutely alive to me today, and not just because for the first time in my life I'm in Spain. General Franco's rebels, backed by Mussolini and Hitler and the religious extremists of his day, defeated the Republic and its cobbled-together army of anarchists, communists, and internationalists over three brutal years. My grandfather, Claude Coburn, was here with the fighting in Spain's central plains and in the city of Barcelona as it was hanging on and watching bombs hit the northern mountains that I've been looking at for days. Today, Spain's holding steady. Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez and his Socialist Party expanded power in regional and national elections and became the biggest social democrat bloc in the EU. The nationalist populists did less well than they'd brag they would in most of Europe, but progressives are still relying on the Spanish and Portuguese to hold the bigots at bay in Brussels. And from Brazil to Bethlehem and Bombay to D.C., the stink of fascism is in the air. It was windy yesterday between rain showers and we talked about being buffeted by old tensions nationalism versus internationalism authoritarianism versus democracy elitism versus cooperation patriarchy and racism versus intersectionality and the common good. The story of resilience resonates, said Lauren Harris, a program officer with the education-focused Kenneth Rainin Foundation in Oakland. History is part of what draws internationalists like Harris back to this region. Another is its experiment in solidarity. In the 20th century, it was monarchy that was crashing. Today, it's the rule of capital, said the democracy collaboratives Marjorie Kelly, who with Harris was part of a delegation to study the area's cooperatives. Claude described the co-ops and the free clinics that helped Barcelonans survive under siege. For the past four years, Barcelona and Comune has been continuing the tradition, expanding public assets and public decision-making under the city's first female mayor, Ada Calao. Here in Basque country, which was occupied and punished by Franco, a liberation theologian preached job creation through cooperation and birthed the Mondragon Federation, now the biggest worker-owned cooperative in the world. The Europeans report that this area now has one of the narrowest wealth gaps on the continent, which is to say the rich extract less relative to the poor, or put another way, the place is more fair. In Barcelona, Claude read from the wall posters, we want prosperity for the whole people and we know this is possible within our democratic republic. That's why we defend the republic just as we defend the rightful liberties of Catalonia, the Basque country, Galicia, and Morocco. Today, Spain's left has fissures. This Sunday, a Catalan separatist edged out Calau in the race for mayor. Left-wing voters are a majority, but their parties are divided here and globally as they've been before. There's no war in those mountains, no Guernica being bombed tonight. Still, I recall Claude describing how stakes pile high slowly as the barometer moves to storm. As one onlooker told him almost 80 years ago, I suppose you and I think the rich are going to stay quiet and what's the phrase, accept the verdict of the people? Like hell they are. Next stop for me is Barcelona you can always write to me tell me what you think we love to hear from you and i get back to you as soon as i can that's laura at lauraflanders.org